Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Well, good morning. Or as my little outfit would say, les les bon temps roulés. Let the good times roll. I, uh, well, as many of you know, I pastored a church in uh, Mobile, Alabama for seven and a half years. And Mardi Gras began in Mobile. Um, many of you may not know that. We all think that it started in New Orleans, but it start, started in Mobile and it ended in New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> and so we started partying like three, four weeks before Fat Tuesday. So as, even though I've been up here for five or six years now, I just can't get the Mardi Gras thing out of my system. So here we are. Well, if most of you had noticed, uh, Reverend Russ is not here this morning. And for those of you who do not know, he now sits on the board of trustees for Unity Worldwide Ministries. And so this week, he is away on some Unity Worldwide Ministry business. And he will be back next week to uh, wrap up our series that we've been talking about on paradoxes. For, he'll be here next Sunday. So we wish him safe travels and successful business. Today is also the first Sunday of Black History Month. Now, Reverend Russ, being as conscientious as he is, has asked me, a black woman who is a member of the oldest African-American family on record here in the United States, to get things rolling here this month. So, these, uh, on Sunday, February 25th, the social justice team here at Unity of Fairfax will be presenting a workshop facilitated by Dr. Lisa Seacrest Earnhardt, which will be open to everyone, and it will be on social identity and social equality. And she will be here in the house next Sunday, to give us a short little description and invitation to this workshop. She'll be participating or sharing this information during our community news segment. So be here next week and hear it from, from Lisa herself. So today we continue our theme of spiritual paradoxes. And I'll tell you, I um, had a chance to listen to Reverend Sandy's talk uh, for, that she did on the weekend that I wasn't here. And um, I, I getting up here this morning, she's a bit, pretty much of a hard act to follow. So I just said to myself, self, we're just going to inhale and go for it. So Today we're talking about, we've talked about thus far, the paradoxes on ascentism and versus activism, pessimism versus idealism, human versus divine. And today I will be taking a look at Christmas versus Easter. Or as I call them, the Christian High Holy Days. 
in the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 29, it reads, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, the Son of the Most High. He will reign forever, and his kingdom will never end. And so as we have been celebrating the birth of Jesus for centuries by means of Christmas Day, the author, Thomas Shepard, wrote that in recent years, there has been some increasing pressure from clergy in traditional churches to de-emphasize Christmas in favor of Easter. Well, ordinary believers as well as non-believers seem to identify with the nativity, even though most important events, even though the most important event in church history for clergy has long been the crucifixion and resurrection. Now, when we look at the popular or secular celebrations of both holidays, the Christmas craze begins in November, or at least it used to when I was a kid. Now it starts sometime around Halloween. And it lingers into January. At Christmas time in the Western world, people begin to dream and sing of peace on earth. It is a time of giving gifts and sending greetings to families and friends. I mean, even to people that we ignore for the rest of the year. Ask any child anywhere why they love Christmas, and you'll get the answer in your face. Presents! The idea of giving to those in need moves to the front line of our consciousness. So many charitable organizations gather in money. They gather in money. They gather in donations. But the aim of providing toys and food for those in need. Christmas is a time of love and being together in family. Why are all our means why are all our means of transportation, planes, trains, and automobiles, so overwhelmed during the Christmas holidays? Because everybody wants to get home before Christmas. Everyone wants to be home, wherever that may be, before Christmas morning. The idea of waking up on Christmas morning is in and of itself 
an event. I know my father, just his favorite day of the year was Christmas. And he would just walk around singing, it's Christmas day in the morning. And he always decided there was going to be some sort of special breakfast. After all, and there was a ceremony our little house had for opening the presents and being together. And just in that sense of love and celebration. You remember, some of you may remember, back in the day when they had coffee commercials. And in the coffee commercials, it was about Christmas morning. And each person in the family getting up, smelling the coffee on Christmas morning. And each one in their pajamas traveling to the kitchen to get that first cup of coffee. How did the Hallmark Channel, <laughs> based, which based on the ideas of home and family, how did it reach its level of success? Now you're talking to a show business person, so you ask those kind of questions. How did that, did that network reach its level of success? With Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Last Christmas, Hallmark released 40. Count them, four zero. 40 new Christmas movies. All of them with the happy ending with love and family. So Christmas is that time of year where we celebrate the unions, where we celebrate giving, we celebrate love, we celebrate family. Now, when we stop for a moment and we take a look at Easter, Easter, on the other hand, gets a half-day celebration. And even then, this sacred observance must be shared with a big white rabbit. <laughs> a big white rabbit hustling chocolate figurines, pastel hard-boiled eggs, and peeps. Oh, those peeps, those little yellow marshmallow birds. And now they have them in pink and blue, and orange. Oh, pardon me, but peeps are not my thing. <laughs> now, and for those of you who may not know, that big white rabbit has been known to pay a visit around here at Unity of Fairfax upon occasion. So, have heads up and eyes opened, okay? We're coming up on Easter soon. In some circles, one might say that Santa Claus has ellipsed the baby Jesus. But, however, at least he's a saint. Saint Nicholas. He's supposed to be based on a real-life person at some point in time who represented love, kindness, and generosity. Easter is that time that we acknowledge the end of Jesus' life. In the story, 
of the crucifixion. Every single human emotion which exists was experienced during that time. The fear and judgment that Pontius Pilate must have felt. He must have felt when he asked, found himself asking the question, who is this Jesus guy and what am I supposed to do with him? The fear that the disciple Peter felt as he denied knowing Jesus three times. <clears throat> the sadness of the disciples when Jesus told them that they could not go with him. They could not go where he was going. Not now. But he would go and prepare a place for them. The possible sadness and confusion of Judas, who may have felt when he betrayed Jesus to the Romans, the confusion and the sadness in this process. <clears throat> Excuse me. The anger, fear, and chaos when Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. The cruel and violent nailing of him to a cross. <clears throat> the chaos and the anger among the people who were bearing witness, some yelling, save Jesus, and some yelling, crucify him. And the total despair of his mother. And yet, as he was dying, he forgave these people. He forgave them. For they knew not what they were doing. And he then transcended his earthly experience. <clears throat> Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus as well as being born into a Christ consciousness. It symbolizes this process of being born into a Christ consciousness, recognizing the God within us. When we understand that the life of God is within us, and we can be nothing less than the perfection of God. This is our opportunity. When we are working on our spiritual growth, we recognize here in our metaphysical teaching that there is only one life. There is only one power. There is only one presence. And we call that God. And that power of God lives and expresses itself by means of each one of us here present. Each one of us, and there are no two
two of us alike. I mean, because I can ask you all to look around this room and you don't see yourself in here anywhere else, do you? There is only one of you. So this gives us an opportunity to really understand our value. Nothing. Less than the perfection of spirit. That's who we are. We experience love, joy, enthusiastic anticipation or hope about our lives. Christmas is the time when we dare to believe that it is really possible to see and experience goodness in all things. That's why just about every one of our 40 Hallmark movies, somewhere in the movie it says, but it's Christmas and anything's possible at Christmas. Now, the crucifixion can represent the challenges that we experience in life. It can represent the judgment that we face as we work to discover who we are and to, to create a life of peace. Who, discovering who we are is an experience in and of itself. Ernest Holmes said that we are created by spirit and spirit would not leave us here with this idea of consciousness of freedom unless we were able to be here to discover who we are, to discover what, what we are here to offer, discover our own creativity, to discover the divine within ourselves. Each one of us is here to bring something to this life because there's only one of us, so nobody else can do your job. The challenges we face, the crucifixion can represent the challenges that we face as we work to seek equality, as we work to seek justice, as we work to seek prosperity, to generate prosperity, to accept prosperity, to recognize prosperity, as well as the courage to express thought idea, and creativity. I know when I was thinking about this concept of paradox between Christmas and Easter, I struggled with it a little bit because each one of them has its own individualized purpose for me. And so I didn't necessarily see a paradox. I saw a circle of life. I saw that representation of a new beginning by means of a new baby. By means of a, a new consciousness. I saw the opportunity to grow by means of our spiritual awareness and handle any of the issues that come along in our lives. 
we have the power to do so. For each and every day, we have an opportunity to resurrect our consciousness. Resurrection means to get out of the place you are in and get to another place. And the aim is to get to a place that is higher than the one we left. Get to an experience and a level of understanding that is higher than the one that we left, that is greater than where we were. As we grow in our spiritual awareness, we have the opportunity to let go of our old behaviors, our old beliefs, our judgments, and our limitations. We have the opportunity to recognize that we have the power to create a life we would love to live by means of our ability of that process of divine creation. There is a higher place of understanding as we move forward. As did Jesus, we have the opportunity to participate in this concept of forgiveness. Every day, we have the opportunity to participate in forgiveness, even if it's only to recognize that we have to forgive ourselves for things. We have to know that we are growing. And we may recognize, well, I didn't do that so well. Okay, so what did we learn from that? And can we forgive ourselves for not knowing and say yes to moving forward? As did Jesus, we have the opportunity to participate in this forgiveness process, for there are people in our lives that know not what they do. And you can't fix anybody. We can't wave the magic wand as much as I know we all would love to. Just get that magic wand out and just fix this one over here because I just, I'm, they are not behaving the way I want them to behave. And something's got to be done. Well, what we get to understand is we are the ones that have to be done. We get to change our consciousness and we get to recognize that each and every one of us is on our own path. And so I do not get to stand in judgment. I get to stand in compassion. I get to stand in love. So when I look at Christmas and I look at Easter, Christmas, the birth of a Christ consciousness, hope, love, joy, family, giving, generosity, St. Nicholas, Presence, Christmas morning. And when I look at Easter, I see the crucifixion, fear, anger, sadness, loss, judgment, violence. And when I see the resurrection, releasing all that does not serve me. Expanding into a new understanding of me. Expanding my consciousness and our ability to accept 
and forgiveness. These are the things that I see between Christmas and Easter. And I know, for me, that I can work all of these things into my life. I can allow them to be. I can enjoy these aspects of Christmas. And I can understand this concept of Easter. And I can allow them both to work in my life. I do not have, I do not believe we need to value one over the other. I believe that by having the experience afforded to us by both Christmas, afforded uh, us by both Christmas and Easter, presents St. Nicholas the opportunity to be an experience. And recognizing that I can overcome my day-to-day -day challenges and that I can release and let go and grow into a new me. Easter shows us that God's triumph in the face of suffering and despair. Christmas reveals God's brightest hopes for, human, for mankind by means of a child. Who says, for me, who says which message is more important? For we recognize in all things, with all things, God is possible. All things are possible in God. So I invite you to in, continue to enjoy the joy of Christmas, and as well as celebrating the concepts of Easter and the resurrection. And keep your eyes out for St. Nicholas and the big white rabbit. And so it is. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.